0: Thank you for tuning in to Season 3 of One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we recommend that you have at least seen the movie we're about to cover.
1: Yeah, uh, we're still three friends that love bourbon movies and beer, uh, but please note that none of us are experts in any of these subjects.
2: Yeah, and we still love drinking together, we still love watching movies together, and we still love talking. (laughs) This podcast will
0: contain many spoilers. And some adult content.
2: Still, very fucking valid. And still, if you enjoy the show, leave us a rating. Five stars are preferred. And uh, leave comments, whatever. We'll interact with you. But uh, share with your friends, share with your family, share with your kids. Not your kids, but we love you.
0: You can also check out our website, One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. That's using the number one instead of the word one. There you can send us an email, stream any of our episodes, find links to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or even chat with us live.
1: And also, uh, any fans want to interact and suggest on the socials movies you'd like us to feature, uh, please drop them in comments, Facebook, Twitter, all uh, those Instagram, things. all the Grammys, whatever those things are. And then enjoy the show.
0: We wanted to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Mayaderm.
1: Yeah. Myderm is a cool company that creates skincare and pain relief products using CBD oils. My personal favorite is the one with the highest concentration of CBD on the planet, the Advanced RX 20 cream because I'm super old and I need a lot of advanced cream <laughs> for all the
2: pains, <laughs> for all the pains. Four yeah, years of I pain. take that stuff, coat my entire arm in it before a softball game and I feel great for hours.
0: Yeah. I like to use the regular one too, like they're all advanced um, like 2400 or something like that. Yeah. And they feel great on a sore arm, elbow, shoulder. Then you can get out and play the game again. So we're good to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a chef. So
0: literally shoulder to top of the butt That's for me, the whole, of the, back, <laughs> the whole, all the back, all of the, the knees area. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just
1: put it on. It'll make you feel better. So go to dot and use promo code BMB to get 20% off your first purchase. Uh, I, I suggest the RX 20. If you're in as much pain as me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, again, that's uh, myaderm.com, M Y A D E R M.com. Type in the code BMB at checkout and receive 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to episode 44 Joker.
1: Yeah, Joker. Not the Joker, but just Joker. Yeah, just Joker just joker i'm wit i'm
2: paul and i'm sitting in a comfy ass chair for once <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah this is like our fourth studio iteration
1: ryan, ryan may pass out in this chair just so i'm at the up. i might like <laughs> <laughs> super comfy i we the only dude should still in a desk chair just because
0: i, I offered you I'm another aware, comfy chair
1: but i know that if i fell asleep this we'd be not recording at some point and I'm the, idiot,
0: the episode so. would be like four <laughs> hours long and it would just be like suddenly we it, all it, fell asleep
1: it, it would be mostly snoring it would be like we're mid-convo and then <laughs> three douches snoring. yeah
0: we we're coming off a pretty lengthy break we
1: took it we took a hiatus and that's a gentle term for five but months
0: the listener will never know because you'll I be mean, able to go straight from episode 43 right into 44
1: unless they've been a listener and we're like where the f have they been for 5 months <laughs> haven't put out an yeah. episode yeah in a i few was
0: uh, i was hanging out with a, um mike who had given us the american psycho episode <laughs> he yeah. was like so when are you gonna record again i was like eventually, eventually. we'll get there. <laughs> we'll be there <laughs> no, we haven't
1: stopped we haven't we didn't delete the podcast but
0: yeah we're we're still working on it.
1: It's on a shelf. it's off the shelf. But
0: any, any who's a woozle, let's see if we remember how to do this. All right. Nope. First,
1: we always... <laughs> what are we doing?
0: <laughs> first of all, we always start off with first impressions of the Braves. No. To timestamp the podcast. <laughs> joke,
1: joke, joker.
0: Paul, you're going to have to lean into that mic. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't trying to... <laughs> anyway you're like i gotta remember what to do <laughs> how close how far away but now first impressions Brian, you want to go first
1: impressions
2: sure yeah. why not yeah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I mean i will if you want me to <laughs> i'm just in this cozy little corner not knowing what's going on in life um <laughs> yeah so we're actually talking about a movie Joker, y'all have already said this, haven't you? Right, like
1: seven, <laughs> right, right, right,
2: right, eight eight time, right, times, right times now, right. Um, yeah, great movie, loved yep. it. Um, Thought time. was going to be like, and I'm <laughs> You're talking done. about the
1: first time you watched it. <laughs> and Next,
2: uh, no, I, I really do love this movie. It is, it may be the best movie. In terms of visual character development that I've seen. Um, Seeing Joaquin Phoenix, how he portrays Arthur. And from the beginning of the movie until the end. And you see the progression of the character through the entire movie. Mm -hmm. It's their specific moments that are like those catalyst moments that you see change actually happen. Mm -hmm. um or do you we'll never know well but not only that but then it's one of those movies that has one of the most fantastic score or soundtracks scores to the film that mm -hmm, help bring you along this journey yeah you're right Um, about that
1: it goes from like being epic to being awkward and strange, yeah. And like it, but dude, it, it, it is the mood so much. Mood it literally, it. you feel it.
2: It like Whit said it before we started recording, but it feels painful to watch it because mm-hmm. it feels so real.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely visceral.
2: Like what you're saying. Like
0: he goes through like physical changes and the way that his character even carries himself. I mean, yeah. there's layers upon layers of this character. Yeah. All in a three-hour movie or two-and-a-half-hour two movie.
1: Two-and-a-half. Two like, yeah. yeah.
2: It's but, crazy. I mean, just to keep my first impression short beyond that, I felt like it was a phenomenal movie. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was more than deserving of winning the Oscar for this movie. Um, just based on... His, his physical transformation and just how, I don't, I don't feel like we've ever seen a movie portray mental illness to this extent, or at least I can't recall one that I have.
1: Yeah. Usually they're, they're expressed in like a way that's trying to be gentle or not real, not dark like it can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always like extreme and over-exaggerated in a way it feels like, but yeah. Like your like glass and stuff seems a bit theatrical. It yeah. seemed a bit realistic. Yeah. And it wasn't like like uh, glorifying it. No. But that's a lot of people were afraid that was what it was doing. But again, those are people that don't watch a movie all the way through. Like, he has mental illness. He's like this hero kind of character. He's like the main protagonist. And you're like, he's probably going to make it okay for everyone to beat each other up and be crazy. And it's like, watch the movie, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely interesting in that regard. I like that. Good point. Yeah. So,
2: I loved it. I mean, obviously it leaves you with a lot more questions about the world and how does this fit in and all that other stuff. But if you take the comic book superhero element away from this film, it is still an incredible movie. Oh, yeah. I was, totally
1: agree. It's not any superheroes in it at all. No. Very confusing. Nope. None, all. Very confusing. I mean, technically, there's a super villain either. It's just a villain ish. <laughs> a not, villain
0: for part No
1: superpowers at all in this film. Yeah. Period. That's for sure. No. You no, know, like, Superman y type guys and dickheads running around. No. <laughs> all right, Paul. Me or you? I'll go. All right. <laughs> Uh, mine was similar to Ryan's, where I was like, I was eager to see where this particular film fit in, because it felt like like uh, they just wanted to make this film, regardless of what the rest of DCEU is doing, <clears throat> or not doing. Yeah, DC, DC <laughs> yeah, lower case. Case. And lowercase. And it's an interesting, e. it, it was an interesting place to put this, because it's, you got your you're hardcore fans who want like, comic book accuracy and they want the storylines to be done right. And if you're going to build a universe while MCU's crushing on their side, we need to have some connectivity, some continuity, some characters that go back and forth. And then everything leading up to the every trailer we saw this film was like, where does it belong? And the director's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not the Todd Phillips is like, don't give a shit i just want to make this film and then it it would talk it touched on a lot of the adult joker stories and origin potential origin backgrounds like joker doesn't have a straight background it's always could be this could be that could be up in the air yeah, he's just an insane person <clears throat> multiple multiple choice but it makes sense for him to be have a stand-up comedy background of failure because that's a great place for a character like him to develop uh the deep rooted anger and insanity that he comes from where he's just like wanted to be famous and popular and it did not work the way he thought it was going to in his head, you know, and then it goes downhill. And I thought that was a, when I heard about that, like storyline and the killing joke and stuff and all that and everything, Mm -hmm. I always thought that was a cool concept, uh, for the Joker's origin. And then to them to just do this with it and set it in a weird setting and, and touch on certain things and sort of have him be this like not direct catalyst, but this side catalyst that can see the things he's doing, making a change in real time while he's just anonymous during it is, was such a crazy take that I wasn't expecting. Like I thought it'd be like, Oh, he goes nuts. And then people start acting like him and then he sees that. Then he starts making them his henchmen and like they aren't yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they don't know, who he is they just know there's somebody out there that was wearing a mask taking out some you know wall street bros and everyone thought that was awesome <laughs> and it was like fighting back the system and fighting the rich and and the whole nine and it was like this this whole movement happens with him kind of being oblivious because he's dealing with his own shit and his own little world so it was, it was an interesting concept and the idea that maybe he was or maybe not bruce's brother a legitimate bastard brother would have been kind of a cool thing and that's mm-hmm. still kind of un, unresolved because his wife, his mom's kind of an unreliable person and narrator of his it's own like life. Multiple, yeah, there's multiple <clears throat> unreliable narrators. So many. Everyone in there. Even Thomas Everyone. Wayne's a total dick so nobody knows what he's telling the truth about. So it just kind of, and it spun that out its head. We're used to seeing the Thomas Wayne from like the, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy where he's this like, what doctor that's like super gives a shit about everyone and, and teaches Bruce really good he's lessons? Like a perfect Gotham. He's a perfect guardian dad and angel. Perfect, yeah, <laughs> and he was stolen from Gotham and stolen from his family. You know, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like this Thomas, it's like he gets shot, and I'm like, meh, kind of a bit of a dick. I mean, honestly, like I'm not a big loss. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's probably doing worse things. Like for I did for favorite. the
0: two scenes <clears throat> I
1: saw him in. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, ooh. right. Two scenes, and he stole them in a bad way. So it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I, I do like to take on I do remember leaving this going, all right, I'm interested. I'm I'm a little – I liked it so much that I really feel like if they didn't connect it or don't connect it, it's a miss. Because there's so much pay dirt in this and so much gra- like world building they've done
2: mm, and potential
1: oh, yeah. uh, concepts and directions that can go in with it by keeping it – dark and gritty and and grounded in reality and and hitting on things that are relatable in a way. Because that's one of the things, you know, comic book fans have a little battle about, whether it's like, do I want to be not me in this superhero that can fly and shoot lasers out of my eyes, or do I want to be the realistic version of superhero that can be, you know, wear a suit and some gadgets, but still just be a human, you know? And, And the idea of a villain doing the same... Because that's the thing about Joker. Like he's, depending on your perspective, or depending on who wrote him, he doesn't have any fucking powers. His power is he's nuts, and he makes everyone around him nuts, and he causes chaos. He's an agent of voluminous chaos, you know. And, and he just pisses Batman off all the time, and escapes from everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he's only seventy-five steps ahead of you. Somehow, <clears throat> he's a super genius.
0: Right. That's also <clears throat> just trying to wreak chaos on it. But everything. he's never
1: yeah. like like, throwing cars at Batman, you know what I mean? Like, he's not that He's not kind Gambit. Of, right, he's not... Yeah, he doesn't have some sort of weird superpower. But that's the thing, too. Like, this film, we finally get to a, relate to a villain without having to deal with the superhero in the way, right? Yeah. That's never really been done. Even if we all love Heath Ledger's Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker still has to go against... Yes, I said uh, Leather. I heard Leather. He still, he still has to go against Christian Bale. And I was listening to... Uh, you you uh,
2: saw me looking, and you are like, he's about to say it. I might as well sorry, just call we'll it out first. A we'll
1: little dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, I have missed a beat, you douchebag. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> my point was, though, is Christian Bale, he just did it at the GQ interview. Where he was, part of it, we was talking about his all iconic kind of characters, and one was the um, Batman Dark Knight trilogy. And he referenced the idea that, like, Him and Chris Nolan, when they brought Heath Ledger on, were like, "Okay, how are we gonna make a cool Joker, a really awesome Joker, but also not put Batman in the background? How do we keep Mm -hmm.
3: him relevant?"
1: And then Christian's like, "I'm watching what he's doing and loving every second of it, and getting nervous as hell because he's just crushing it every day and creating this character that it's like, how how do I keep up with him?" And I mean, he, in my opinion, did a really solid job, but like, yeah, man, it's hard to to take the spotlight away from that that version right mm-hmm. but again he's still there That I mean, still has a, this you know this presence but this movie he's not there he's a kid you know so it's like there's nothing for him to compete with so we have to learn who he is so that, I, I remember walking out of the theater going that's that's something new too I like that yeah, yeah it's like it
0: that. really is a character <clears throat> study and it's not looking at that character with his anti character against him um, it's, it's
1: hard to make you. It makes you feel like, kind of like when Ryan was talking about why he likes and or uh, Infinity War, because you leave that film, where you the hero is lost. Everyone mm-hmm. you love lost, and that sucks. But it's good because you've never felt that in a movie before. And that's the first time you felt that in a film. The felt the dramatic loss, and the Joker for me was like one of the first times. I felt. For a villain in a way. Like, I started rooting for him in a way, even though he's a messed up individual. And the time when you're really going, Oh, look at this badass Joker. That's him. That's him. And then he starts burning the shit out of people. You're like, Oh, crap. (laughs) Like, it's him. It's him. Son of a bitch. Like, I like him. I forgot he's a bad guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely the bad guy now. But it's just like. But he's
0: also not an anti hero. Right. He's just a villain.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that's tough, right? How do you. How is he a villain when he's the only dude in the room? Right?
0: He's just a villain to society, I guess. Well, that's or... what I'm saying. Like, like yeah.
1: That's the part. It's like he's not an anti-hero. He's a villain by definition but because he's doing bad shit, but no one's stopping him. hmm You know? And yet. So I'm curious as to what... If Todd Phillips is going to bring in Batman for this crazy musical sequel he's plotting that I'm confused about. But... Uh... <laughs> I'm curious. Hey. frantic shaking his head.
0: we will for sure see it, Jesus Christ and do a first takes on it, yeah, all right, your turn. all right, my turn. so we had planned for many, many months on us going to see this together, and I ended up going down to Florida and seeing it with some friends like at a bachelor party.
1: <laughs> it's really nice of you remember that
0: <laughs> um but I was not gonna like let that ruin anything, and we still saw it like right when I got back from that trip. So I saw it two you know, times. You let it ruin anything for you? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. precisely.
0: I saw it two <laughs> times within three days.
1: Oh my god! Can you and, just get your first impressions? And, and I did not.
0: <laughs> and I did not do the Jared like hot hands shuffle. <laughs> to, like, I didn't do that let you guys hands. know I wasn't like oh, here comes a good scene. Or did you see that? Um, But no, the very first time walking out of it, I was like in the same boat as you, Paul, where I was just like, oh, this is a character study and there is no hero. We're following this villain who is becoming that very first possible incarnation of it. Mm -hmm. And I loved how they were pulling from so many... Di- I like it when the comic adaptations are from multiple different comics. Right. Or they'll take a little bit of this one or a little bit of this backstory, which is perfect for the Joker. Yeah. Because he himself, like we were saying, Like none says, of those are definitive. Yeah, he's like, my backstory is multiple choice. Like, my mm-hmm. story... Like, I have multiple versions. Even Heath Ledger, his version tells... Two or three different versions of how yeah, he became scars, yeah. who he was. Yeah. Um. So I really liked that. I liked how they even infused the laughter, like how he was a psychological issue, which is a real psychological like problem. Yeah. That you laugh that's real, yeah, uncontrollably at things that aren't funny. Um. I thought that was crazy, and then. I loved how he was forcing his laugh at the things that most people thought were funny. Yeah, but he was like late to the party. Yeah, on his real laughs. There's
1: yeah. like that. I think Eric Voss, some of the points out, like the only real laugh he at actually very, is, gives up is the very end.
2: Very end. Despite yeah.
1: all of the laughing and all the stuff that happens, it's just that one laugh.
2: Yeah, I mean, to your point, there's that scene of him in the comedy club. And the guy's selling jokes and everybody's laughing. And then it's just a silent pause and then it's just him laughing yeah. by himself. And he's looking around at everybody, trying to find humor the way normal people feel it.
0: Yeah, he's like trying to take notes like he's in a classroom. He's like, Oh, they all laughed. Yeah. What was what were they laughing at? Let me write down I mean, the fact that he like clearly produced that journal, like you know that Joaquin Phoenix made that journal. That wasn't a yeah. prop. That was something that he did to create the character. Yeah, and then he also brought it to the set. Um, but being able to pick up he on that, stole that, like from
1: Ledger, but I'm
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, that Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying he stole that from Heath Ledger. That Heath Ledger did. Yeah, it. You just stole it from Heath Ledger. <laughs> from. <laughs> It was a leather book. That's why I was thinking in the future about it. Leatherface? That's why I tripped up. They're leather-bound leather. What
0: movie are you going to put in the hat? <laughs> um, but no, so I, I left just wanting to see it again to like be able to try and figure out where certain things came into play. Um, and being able to see it a couple days later with you guys was great because then we had the discussion afterwards that we're basically kind of retouching now where it's like, how does it connect to these things? How could they connect it to these things? Is it still going to just be its own thing for a couple movies before it connects to things, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they just did such a great job. And this is one of two movies that I have left besides, well, three counting the dark night. But like when I left the theater, I was like, that guy's gonna win an Oscar. And it was the Heath Ledger performance in Dark Knight. I was like, he's got a chance. But at that time I didn't think you could win the unheard of, yeah. In a comic book. So I don't remember like walking out and be like, Heath Ledger's just wrapped up the Oscar right there. Like But I did walk out of the Fighter with Christian Bale. And uh I was like, he just if he doesn't win the Oscar, I don't I don't trust it anymore (laughs) because he channeled a real human being and like crushed it in that movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, he, he should win. Yeah. And then I left this movie and I was like, oh man, like he just did the same thing with a comic book character and he just fully embodied a person that you could totally see having all these issues layer upon layer upon layer until he just gets crushed down into this psychopathy I think is the word <laughs> like I don't know like where he just has to be crazy all the time yeah. and needs something to bounce off of which eventually becomes a hero or batman character yeah um so I was just I was just blown away by the performances in the movie and how well Todd Phillips directed it when all he's known for are comedies. Mm-hmm. So I just loved it. And I like rewatching it, but it's tough to rewatch. Yeah. Because of
1: the basis of it. This is like, this is like it's dark. Todd Phillips is like Jordan Peele film, right? It's like, oh, you're a comedy guy. Ha ha ha. What? What just <laughs> happened? What did I watch? I thought this was going to be yeah. funny. No. Joker's like... A guy who tells jokes, like, what happened? I thought it was going to be like a sketch series. (laughs) Yeah, right? But no, I think think we all
0: agree that we walked out of this movie expecting it to win a lot of awards, and we hope that they can build off of it because of how good it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, they would be, again, there will be, I'd say they would be, because I'm hoping they'll... Fucking pick up their shit here and figure it out, but they will be stupid when they don't use this film to connect <laughs> it to the fucking DCU proper because it's so good, and they want a goddamn Oscar. I'm pretty sure they weren't throwing Oscars at fucking Batman vs Superman. No offense, <laughs> The Snyder. They, they definitely weren't throwing them at Batman and Robin. <laughs> no, not even. Close. They were hiding them away. They were throwing literally people named they Oscar. Weren't even considering them for Razzies. That's how bad. Like they're not even good enough for a Razzie. This is a go fuck yourself. Even forget this movie. Bad. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that's good in first impression. But it's not a fun movie. It is not. It's a strong movie, but not a (laughs) fun one. It is a strong
0: movie. Speaking of strong, you guys ready for some bourbon? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ryan's definitely ready for his second load up of beer
0: (laughs) Ryan's like can we start with beer
1: (laughs) Like, we're just starting with something (laughs) so why did we pick castle and key because I felt like it (laughs) well I think it's because the picture looks like Wayne Banner on the front
2: (laughs) somebody was going to connect it to something ding (laughs) I was about to say I don't have it
0: but I do for the beer? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't we all do?
1: No, I mean, it definitely looks like the front doors of Wayne Manor, which is a damn castle anyway, so...
0: Yeah. It looks like the Biltmore house. <laughs> Pretty much. Richie Rich's house. Right. But now, what's it called again? Castle and Key?
1: Castle and Key.
0: Ryan yeah. knew a little bit of a backstory. Well, they're...
1: bourbon
2: um, whiskey. They were interviewed... Um, for neat, right? For the neat documentary on Netflix, and oh right, this was that was such a good. One. This is one that was kind of a newer thing during that documentary, and they just started um, bottling. Um, I think, or just started. It just got released a few months ago. So it's so this is fairly literally new. a baby bourbon. It's not a baby. <laughs> um, no, they've been doing five years this. old. <laughs> yeah so i think they like the it's an it was an old distillery from uh, like 1887 years ago or something like that and then they just reopened not even 10 years ago i think
1: this this specific batch was released in 2022 so pretty yeah, recent this year but yeah you're right they uh they restored the old hysteric old uh, historic God, i can't fucking talk tonight old <laughs> taylor distillery hey.
0: He's reading the label and I can't get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't even read the words in front of my fucking eyes. Uh, no, you're right. 1887 they pulled that they reopened well that was the original distillery that was wrecked yeah. then. So they're just reopened that distillery.
0: It's, it's so new that it's not on Flaviar. It's aged four years.
1: Cause that was how long ago they decided to open this. It's yeah, well, pretty cool though. So, it tastes pretty goddamn good I've, for uh, being ten minutes old. I've seen it
2: <laughs> I've seen it coming out and I remember watching it and I was like, oh, that's really interesting, because um yeah, it just seemed really cool, and I i remember when I was watching it, I'm like looking the distillery up and I haven't seen them do anything, and then literally uh probably two months ago is the first time I saw it or I had I tried it. Because a friend of mine had it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So. Well. Yeah. And the uh, stopper is literally like. It's like made hefty of... metal. <laughs> Dude, it is.
1: I was expecting it to be plastic. No, it it's It's made plastic. out of a type of metal I could brain somebody with. <laughs> so like of yeah. vibranium? Dude. It's right, well, like cool solid it. brass or cool something. your jets.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll Adamantium? Talk about We'll talk about that newest trailer later. <laughs>
0: yeah, <that's true. laughs> yeah so we're trying castle and key it's a fairly new bourbon yep it's got some i i think i was talking before we even tried it it has like a sweet smell Caramel. but it almost you can almost smell like a uh like a rubbing alcohol like to it yeah you know, like, well you know,
1: it's funny you say that because i had that thought for a second and then it went away but As soon as you said that, I'm like, boom.
0: Yeah, it's like... What
1: what I'm finding interesting about
2: them is this is the third time I've had it. The first time I had it, it was a little more similar to this. I think this is a little fruitier than the first time. mm -hmm. The second time I had it, it literally tasted like apples and pears. Ooh. And... This it was very noticeably fruity. I've got... Not like... When you say the word fruity, it, we're not like saying, it tastes like berries and sunflowers and sunshine. No, it's not <laughs> like that. It like was, sipping a
1: rainbow. Not,
2: yeah, it's not like tasting the rainbow. It's... <laughs> I mean, like,
1: apples and pears are fruits, bro. You were good. Yeah, but <laughs> you,
2: think of, you think of apples and pears, those are not like your sweet, fruity fruits. It's, yeah, they're tardier,
1: yeah. They're tardier. And so... Um, Sunflowers, though, not even a fruit. So, who is that? No, I... <laughs> like,
0: well, most people, when you have a drink and you think of fruitiness, yeah. you think of either berries or citrus. Yeah. Man. True, and... That,
2: this, it smells a little bit like icing. If you smell
1: it Ooh, a little bit. Ooh. ears perked. He's like, did you say pastry items? <laughs> did you, does something goes out a cake? I like cake. I make cakes. Yeah, I mean... Because it,
2: like, it has that vanilla icing smell. It has that vanilla note. Yeah. It
0: has the brown sugar.
1: It tastes like caramel to me, like the caramely Very apple-y. caramel apple. Caramel apple.
0: It. I'm trying to compare it to things we've like in my mind, things we've tried. Don't you dare say four, four roses or... no. This <laughs> one of the
1: four of the roses. You know, if you
0: if you just poured a little bit of four roses into this, it would taste just like four roses. It'd be like five roses. But um, like. <laughs> Barrel, like there's a couple barrels that have similar Whoa. notes.
1: Whoa, Ryan's like like shots fired.
0: Well, like I have the uh, our Armida one, yeah, Armida, Armida. and Armida? Armida.
2: Armida? Armida, Armida, whatever.
0: I don't know, but
2: <coughs> that yep, yeah, that one. It has the orange, the orange label.
0: It has like the <laughs> subtle, like almost a pear or yeah, an apple yeah, yeah. in it. I remember, yeah, and but this is a totally different version of that but it has some of those same notes yeah
1: it's like almost coming from like a different angle it's weird like a different yeah it's coming from, from like the left instead of the yeah. right. it's weird coming in sideways but i you like it upside to head with sideways. Yeah. a lot
2: yeah um so before we move on from <coughs> bourbons i wanted to just share with our listeners um and i know i had shared with you uh maybe a couple weeks ago uh, but with Paul as well. So I had a buddy that introduced this idea to me and it's just something some fun experiment that I'm trying out.
1: Listen, if this is an Airmark or some sort of online
2: experiment no. scheme, so I don't want it. He <laughs> he did this thing where any he had a he had just an empty bottle and any time he was about to finish a bottle of bourbon or whiskey, he would take the last little bit, like almost like the last sip and pour it into this bottle. And he called it his infinity bottle. Mm-hmm. Well, I have gone ahead and done this experiment where I have a small cask that I have then... I am pouring the last remnants of bottles as I finish them into a small cask. It's called the infinity dregs. Is that what we're calling it? The, In- the infinity cask. <laughs> so I went through of. All of the bourbons and whiskeys I have in my cabinets, except for the spicy-ass hot one.
3: Oh,
1: right. Because yeah. I wasn't going to... That might be a game-changer there. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried,
2: I tried to there. help you with that one when I was at your house. Yeah. I was will like, yeah. sip some of this. I'm going to have that for literally like three more years. That's a hard <laughs> one. Um, That's a hard one to chug. So I went ahead and started it <laughs> by just taking like one to two ounces of everything, or maybe one or half an ounce, and just started putting it in there. So... I have it all in a spreadsheet of when I put stuff in there. Nice. Nerd keeping track of it. And so that will be something that we will go over on this podcast at some point.
0: Well, I went to go move the mics and everything, and we have lots of bottles that could be added to that cask. Oh, from the other the
1: stash? Is it
0: still over yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> reminded gotta... me
1: of that time that Whit did some of his new b- bourbon, and we had to make a hybrid for the flask. Hey. That I thing still freaking so delicious.
0: I still have a little bit of the rye over here. So, so what was it? Oh the oh uh, my god, the ocean rye, ocean rye, and,
1: and then, then, what then did just you, the regular, regular ocean. Regular ocean. That is a combination made in heaven. That is what that was. It was a pleasant surprise. Well, one you put we put day. it in there to go see what?
2: What were we going to see? Thor, eleven, Thor, Yeah. Well, I was like,
1: oh. I was like, hey, we'll just fill up this flask. You're like, yeah, that's enough. And you took it away. I'm like, enough. it wasn't full. Go. I'm like, I fill up this little guy. We've still got a fifth. I've like, only got sorry. a fifth of this filled. Like, sorry,
0: I, I don't want to share. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll give you a little. It's funny because like, give you a taste. It's,
1: it's fine. fine. Like if Paul and I had a better we're product not on the
0: air, <laughs> so it's like we share the
1: we share all these as much. We're very generous with each other during the episodes, but off mic, we're like, fuck you, <laughs> get your hey, own. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what else is great Four roses mm. and Buffalo Trace blended together.
1: Yikes. So it's like a buffalo eating roses. <laughs> I like the imagery.
0: Well, talking about all our favorite things, uh, favorites in this movie, favorites favorite character.
2: Things. I I feel like this movie thrives on going from one crazy scene to the next.
1: Yeah, it really and one every shitty character. The next too. I just yeah.
0: really want to see if y'all have my favorite scene one of my favorite scenes man
2: it's really hard to pick one favorite scene um i feel like
0: i favorite character has to be arthur fleck because it's basically built on him right did yeah. you pick it did you guys pick? i, I don't a different feel character?
1: like we can I really mean, pick characters in this it's tough for me to like it was tough for me to pick a character because all the characters i would have picked i hate or didn't like or they turned around and maybe not want them on anymore and then the one character that i would have been would be zazie beach's character but like I don't think she even was a character. She was just a character in his fucking head the whole goddamn time. She was just a neighbor nearby. And her entire dialogue is fucking made up. So it's like, yeah. can I make her a favorite character? She's not really there. Like, maybe. Yeah. but no, she was really there. Maybe. Like, she wasn't there when his mom was dying. Oh, no, no, no. She wasn't Those there on a the date. She didn't go watch his it. comedy. Like she didn't do No, but, shit. like,
2: I feel like there's two moments that she was there. It was just, like, in, the in the elevator in the very beginning. And then when he just shows up in the apartment, <laughs> but you're right. like, you're like, oh, may- maybe the <laughs> only two times you've been real,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But
2: you
1: could pick her though. Cause... I mean, she's relatable in the regard that like she was creeped out in the elevator and very uncomfortable in her apartment when he showed up. Like both of those, I'd be like, yeah. The other parts didn't happen, so we didn't experience that together. So the bookend yeah. here is what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> i
2: will point out one scene that i think is probably the actual funniest scene of the movie is when he, it's after he gets fired and he goes back to the the office or the locker room and he's getting his stuff and they're talking about the gun and he looks at the he goes oh yeah thanks for the gun i forgot to pay you i'll get it to you <laughs>
3: yeah. and then he's he like, walks out and he goes oh wait I forgot,
2: I forgot to, to punch up. <laughs> and then just proceeds to beat the crap of that metal box. Literally I'm like, he punches it. That was actually the funniest thing he says in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. It's like an actually good joke. Oh, my God. Well, and then he
0: um, and then he crosses out yeah. the, uh, uh, the word on the poster above the smile stairs or it's like laugh or don't forget to smile or oh, yeah. whatever and, and he's he like just to smile. Smile. crossed out the don't so he's like forget to smile <laughs>
2: but it, i think i like that scene because that was one of those that was you're visibly seeing him turn into somebody different
0: that's yeah. literally his breaking point like where he like it's just interesting yeah. to body language
1: tweak everything about him just blossoms into this character and yeah. he's like depressed and hunched and weird and everything else and then he's like. Burp. Oh, I'm yeah. Fucking everything up. <laughs> so,
2: that I think that was one of the more memorable scenes because I don't know there was actually a funny part in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you don't think that part where he just goes into the fridge for no reasons funny? Well,
2: that was my that was my <laughs> next. That's like my next one, but it's more of a darker one. You're like it's super dark because it's, cause it's so like messed up. at first
1: you're like he's he's gonna go in that fridge. He's that right he pulls after, the shit
2: out. You're like oh you can fit. Wasn't and that right like, after he kills the dude?
1: no No, it's It's before before he goes on the show though
0: yeah the phone's like ringing off the hook and it's like the detective like trying to follow up with him and he's just like ignoring it and he gets in the refrigerator
1: just gets in the fridge like he's about to avoid a well like dan jones type nuclear bomb i think we had just (laughs)
0: seen this or had been talking about it after like the batman came out (laughs) and my kids were playing with their barbie camper and they put all the like they put a barbie inside the fridge and i videoed it and sent it to you guys I was like yeah. i promise i did not let them see this movie but <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: slowly open the fridge door there's like <laughs> barbie a barbie in, in there. there but i think well for oh me God. that scene when he goes back to work and then the the other one that i find really interesting is when um the two guy like the two the midget and the other guy that come to his apartment oh, and, he, and even, he ends up killing that guy. Yeah. But yeah. what he says to the little guy, he's just like, I always liked you. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. But then still tries to scare him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well.
1: And the guy's trying to get out and he can't reach and he's just like yeah. crying and he's like. The uh. And then he lets him out and you're like, Christ, he's fucked because he can't get out of this room. And he's going to yeah. change his mind. Yeah.
0: So... That's my favorite scene Okay. Yeah. over the whole movie is like when that all happens and then he's like, no, nah, you can go. And he gets over to the door and he can't reach it. And I remember first time seeing the movie, sitting there like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like he is still <laughs> I think going like, to kill this guy. The
1: oh, shit. Near us. Yeah. I was
0: Yeah. I was like, he's still going to kill this guy. And he just is toying with him at this point. And then... Well, he was like, he gave
1: him a chance, and that was his chance, and then he can't get out. Yeah.
0: I was like, he's totally going to. And then the fact that he, like, undoes the lock, and then he, like, opens the door just enough, and then slams it back. Yeah, Just i I'm like, dude! So, again, I get, like, a glimmer of hope. I'm like, oh, the door's opening! Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) He's, He's still gonna kill him again. And then he is just making sure that he's, like, Thanks again for being nice and didn't lets him go. Yeah. That was the scene yeah. for me. And yeah. then my other like favorite little comedy beat besides the punch out is when he's initially talking to the detectives.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> They're like, So is that like a clown thing? And he's like, Really? A clown thing? <laughs> and then he tries to walk off and just slams <laughs> straight <laughs> the into ed- the door. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't open oh from the outside. <laughs> oh, Classic it's so, clown. It's so good, and I was like, and the detectives are sitting there, like, did he, did he mean <laughs> did he really just do that? Do that? Because that was like they're almost looking at each other, like that was pretty good. But then he like tries to wave at it. And they're like, oh, that was okay. You're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I remember laughing really hard at the punch-out, and that door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, see, it's not entirely serious. We laughed twice.
3: Yeah.
1: We're good. For me, I had like three scenes. One for me is that scene with him playing peekaboo with the kid on the bus, mm. where at first you're like, oh, she's going to surely like think this is okay because he's not being totally freaky weird. And then she doesn't. Think it's okay, and that he's all fucking fucked up, and then laughs and has to hand her that card and shit. And it was that was such an odd, but it defined what he's going through and Mm -hmm. what he's dealing with, and how society sees him. Like, even people on a bus are like, This fucking creeper. And no matter what he does, he's gonna lose. Yeah, all
0: he's doing is trying to cheer up that kid,
1: right? And he's legit doing it, right? And then he still can't win. And then on top of that, his disorder kicks in, and then he's like, Gotta hand her a card. And she's got to believe it or not, you know, like, is this guy full of shit? I mean, he has a legit, damnated card. This is real, right? He's a card-carrying member of the laugh Society, so. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in general. And then my second scene, is favorite part is the elevator when he's the full suit reveal. Yeah. In, and the green hair. like and dancing just, down the having stairs. having a cigarette and just being fucking in Joker. Like, he just being the coolest fucking version of Joker you can see. Yeah. And it's just, oh damn, this is Joker. And then my other favorite is when he, on the show, shoots. Uh, what is not? S- mm. Mur Mur Murray. Murphy Murray 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 Murray. But that scene just Murray. is so. The chaos that's surrounding him, and the stuff that's outside, and the stuff that's inside—like all of it—is exactly Joker, right? Like Joker doesn't give a shit about. He's he's laughing in his own regard. He doesn't care if you laugh at his jokes. He doesn't give a shit about what you think, and he's always baiting and squitching your ass. So we all think and we're led to believe that he's gonna shoot himself on this thing. Mm-hmm. And he's even he even did a, a rehearsal of it, you know, on his own his own couch.
0: Multiple times. Right? Yeah. So
1: like we're thinking, all right, this guy is just gonna be a spectacle on the show. And you can tell at one moment that there's a moment when I watched it, or a rewatch, where I felt differently. Because the first time I watched him I'm like, is he going to shoot himself? But well, why would they... That would end, and definitively end, this character to a point where, like, all right, we know he's not the Joker because he shoots himself on TV. So I'm like, well, they can't do that. He's yeah. going to have to survive. He's going to fucking shoot Murray. So then, but when I rewatch it, I'm just, there's a moment you can see where he, he is 100% going to shoot Murray, and you are not confused. Yeah, And he's so confident, and so, like, despite Murray's bullshit in the audience... And people next to him, he is straight up already made a decision, and you're like, "Fuck!"
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's that moment where, and I think that's why I love that scene as well because the whole movie we are watching little like little bits and pieces of him change throughout the thing. Yeah, but it's at that moment where he literally goes from. Being Arthur to literally being Joker, right? It's and it's in an instant when he's giving his quote unquote speech, he's changing who he is,
1: and I think that is interesting too because there's like you're saying little bits. There's other parts that that kind of are, are are even more confusing about his like origin because even this film is about not only is his origin for us confusing as a whole, but his individual origin is confusing. Is he a bastard? Who the fuck is he? Is he even his mom's kid? Like, is he adopted from his mom? Like, what is happening? Like, whose fucking kid is this guy? And he doesn't even know. So, is he even Arthur? Right? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, who even is he? Because even Arthur could be a fake persona that he is made up. Dude, that is right (laughs) and that's the part that's crazy because you're like all right, well there's a Bruce Wayne and a a Clark Kent and now we got an Arthur Fleck do we though do we fucking have an Arthur Fleck and that's the part that's crazy like we don't even know if this entire debacle is just a crazy thought for a guy who isn't named at the end of the film as Arthur Fleck thinking he is Arthur Fleck but maybe he's fucking somebody else you know so it's crazy this movie has so many levels it's mind blowing
0: (laughs) so I thought of a little bit of a bonus scene when he's doing the dance with the gun and he's like he's like playing both parts he's like being the i love it he's he's like you're Uh, a really good good. dancer and he's like yeah i know Ah, (laughs) you know who's not that guy that guy just
1: (laughs) she's the wall and then he's like like that's the difference between like the version of that guy and then later on the scene you talked about with with the little guy let him out of the room when he's He's completely comfortable with the makeup on, blood all over his fucking shit, not giving a fuck anymore. But earlier, he shoots a hole in the wall and he's losing his mind. Going, "I've got to well, go cover up the hole." I was hole. watching the TV show too loud. You know, like he's <laughs> freaking out his mom, who's not even in the room ever. Like she's definitely demented, He's so concerned and loves her so much that he's afraid of upsetting her with a gunshot in the fucking wall. Yeah, it's insane,
0: <laughs> but. Once that he remi- kills those
1: those bros, he's like, I have no one. But that also reminded
0: me of a bonus movie to put into the hat, so I had to like scribble it down, throw it in there. Ah. You guys can
1: veto it if you want. Is later. it a third? Phil, but, did you already put two in? Yeah, I put a third one in. So how many fucking tickets? are in? to There's seven. It's There's gonna be seven. Oh shit! <laughs> but damn you can veto it, it. I tried out the odds. Nick, <laughs> Rich just knocked it right back God down <laughs> because I meant to
0: put it in the hat. But I didn't want to, like, Once peek. Once you
2: realize what it was, you're like, I can
1: do this. Yeah, but now I'm not so sure. I didn't, <laughs> fuck.
0: I didn't want to peek at what you guys put in there trying to find my old notes. So I just... No yeah, one's you
1: know. going to peek, but it was a 50-50 shot, and now it's not. So we're fucked. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried. Uh,
0: well, you can veto it. Okay. Uh, so
1: whatever it is is getting vetoed. If it's not, what are the other three... <laughs>
0: Well, in that case, let's go <laughs> s- straight to con town. Anybody <coughs> got any? I got two.
1: Start it up, then. Uh,
0: The Bruce Wayne scene?
1: Yeah, that whole I scene is messed up. Why do you hate it?
0: I just hate the fact that, like...
1: Like, you think it's unnecessary, or you
0: think it's... I think it's unnecessary. I don't see why, like... We've already been established that Thomas Wayne is in this universe. Because he's been on TV. He's been at the gala. Like He didn't have to have this run-in with Bruce and put his thumbs in his mouth. (laughs) And try and make him smile. Like Even if the run-in had just been like he's stuck at the fence doing what he was doing on the bus. Where he's just trying to make the kid laugh. And then a better version of Alfred than what we got in this. Shows up.
1: <laughs> Correct. I don't even like, remember who this guy is. Like, yeah. I, I would much rather
0: him. see even the Alfred from the Gotham series show up. <laughs> I think
2: the only p- important part of that is the stuff Alfred says. Yeah, because con- it's the yeah, first basically time. Basically, was
1: a scene for ex- exposition, basically. Because it's the
2: first time he's hearing something different than what his mom has said. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And so, it's, it's that first Andrew moment of like, party. It's what not do you mean? A-
1: it's not from Thomas. It's not from his mom. It's from a third yeah. person.
0: Yeah, but if if you had not, exactly. not had that, you still could have gotten to where you needed to. And oh yeah, I mean he because he gets to that
2: same point when he goes and watches Thomas Wayne pee awkwardly. <laughs> he literally gets to the same exact point, so yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, it really is
0: like all he has to do is read the letter from his mom. To Thomas Wayne, and then confront Thomas Wayne at the fundraiser thing. Yeah, and he could still get punched
1: in the face. He doesn't have had to go see I Bruce Wayne. I, I agree yeah. on that. I do think that there needed to be a scene with Bruce somehow. But it's still there was in the end. It and, could
0: have been the finale where. What do you mean? It could have been where like they're when leaving the guy the went theater. down the
1: alley. No, I uh, meant with, with him and parents. Joker, like having a cross, having a having yeah. a having a meet cute. You know what I mean? I guess so. And this was a meet gross. Not a, a cute. This is a meat disgusting. But it was a meat up, and I think it needed to establish two questions. Answer two questions for me: How old is Batman as Bruce in regards to this Joker, and where would they fit in the universe proper? Yeah, but now, you could have. It always appears to me, even in the comics and the way they're drawn in the cartoons and stuff, that Joker's a couple years older than Batman. Right? Like he's not. They're not exactly the same age. They're not both the same. Yeah, but they and could they have, never have been, even in other movies. But they
0: could have even done that with, like, instead of it being a big, huge gate he has to come up to, it could have been ringing a doorbell. And it's well, like, it could
1: have just been a context of him playing on the playground outside of his house and him talking through the gate. That's yeah. about it. But the fact that he shoved fingers in his mouth and Bruce was totally cool with it was very weird. Yeah.
3: Uh, it made me The fact that it this kid wasn't, it. like,
1: freaking the fuck out, like, makes me uncomfortable, because I'm like, I hope my kids don't just let some rando just shove his fingers in his mouth and Smile. It's like, uh huh. My kid should punch that man in the mouth, like really hard. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Bruce just going. This happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> is he gonna? Like, that's not the guy that should be reacting traumatically for the rest of his life, getting revenge on the guys who killed his parents. This kid was totally okay with being faced... Like it's happened before. By a weird guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it not was this again. Distir- it was
0: just right? so like I remember even on the first watch, video we like, that's. Just disturbing. What and does I don't know.
2: This one dimensional this reaction
1: I is don't the part know that pisses me off the here. most that he's not, even as a child, he should have a visceral reaction to evil and he doesn't. Yeah,
0: something, or even somebody trying to like touch you through a fence. Like, it's like, no, I don't like
1: any of this he's not at a, all. That's just something a two year old doesn't know how to react to, not a fucking 10 year old. A 10 year old at this point in life, when is this the first time? that the, like, your dad's a total dickbag. He probably creates an enemy every time he takes a piss. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the first time he's talked to, had an allocation in a bathroom with somebody, and then punched a guy. Like, that has probably happened once a week for this Thomas Wayne. (laughs) So the act of Bruce being totally sheltered from other humans is is hard for me to believe. So I agree with you on that. It's very weird that we have a one-dimensional Bruce having a weird uh, interaction that's unnecessary, and then we have a one-dimensional Alfred giving us Unnecessary context. I mean, yeah. I only defend that context in the regards that it's the first time he hears a contradictory, like Ryan was saying, version of it. But because it's not from the mouth of Thomas Wayne himself, he doesn't believe it yet. Yeah. And because then it Thomas, happens. Thomas doubles it happens down and on literally... it. Literally. In fact, goes farther, which yeah. is what helps push him farther over the edge. Yeah. Because he's like, it's either this or it's this. And then he's like, oh, it's this. And holy fuck. Like, fuck you. Really. And that's part of his, like, Final nail in the final part of the coffin that he needs to just go fucking super super Joker, but I don't know if he would have gone from one to the other without that little bit of Alfred context. Um, I think it was necessary in a way. It could have been done better, hundred percent. That was part of my con. Is like that scene itself mm-hmm. is one of the weakest acted scenes of, the, of anyone in the film
0: yeah it's just no offensive
1: baby bruce but you it's just so
0: best. weird like it just doesn't it doesn't fit in the way i want it to like i that's understand right. that they need the meat gross meat <laughs> cute thing but gross.
1: that's I coined that phrase i love way. it
0: hashtag it
1: hashtag <laughs> meat gross <laughs> it's,
0: it's like so so that i'm like i don't even remember what the other con was like,
1: <laughs>
0: nice like awesome. that's just that's success it's so gross <laughs> So that, I'm just going to stick with one.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you'll remember it when we talk about our
0: Yeah. You'll, you'll say something and be like, that was it. That was the one. Oh, oh I got it. I got remembered. I um, It's not necessarily a full-on con, but I feel like they could have picked a different song for the Stair dance. Oh, then. Dun, 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 dun. Like, like when he's coming into a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like you're thinking more like
1: you're in that one. <laughs> more yeah. jock jams, more jock jams, <laughs> <laughs> more, more yeah. jock jam.
0: Space Jam could have played for <laughs> yeah, all. Right. But um, I remember in the theater, like, I, like I, I was liking the whole scene where he was becoming the Joker, like you were saying for your favorite scene. And then it got to that part, and I was like, okay, like I still like this, but I feel like there could have been a song that went more with. The score.
3: Yeah. And Bell it wouldn't Phillips have been. Good, it was,
0: he's, he's no James Gunn. It was such a departure that every time I watched it, I'm like, I think there could have been a, another song that sounds a little bit darker. Yeah. That still. I mean, if you found one, uh, you could just cue it up for yourself every time you yeah. watch it. And There's probably some. one on YouTube.
1: Hit mute. <laughs> well, we, we can find on one uh, boombox <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just get a uh, Shaquille O'Neal to play Kazam and yeah. rap over it. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Good luck finding that. You can't even get that shit on the internet. It's gone.
0: <laughs> it's gone.
1: But, but yeah, so with...
0: that was that was my other like baby con. It was like just that song choice. I would have liked to see something that fit in more seamlessly. But I also appreciate that it is so far away mm-hmm. that it's it. It, it works on some it needed levels. Needed to be
1: ridiculous and and awkward, and that's yeah. what it was. Like yeah. it's definitely not a comfortably functional song for the scenario.
0: Yeah, but so, if there was
1: a perfectly seamless song, I think people's argument would be the opposite. Maybe too perfect, too fucking but perfect. Every time I watch it, I'm like, uh, I kind of want a yeah. different one. Like, well, it's jarring, so it's, but not yeah. in the way that I think Todd intended. I think the way you experience it, the same way I experience it, like. It takes me out of the movie, which like, is a con. <laughs> if, it had, if it had been the final
0: countdown instead, I would have been like, yeah, <would> same <girl> thing. We <laughs> like, just hops down the stairs. <informing> <We laughs> yeah, every, I would be, I'll be like, yeah, you did it. You nailed it.
1: <laughs> <outcome>.
0: <laughs> that would like, be pretty dope. I'd be like, oh, okay. I might do that.
1: I might cue <laughs> that shit up next
0: time I watch it. <laughs> be like, yes, all right, uh, act three. Here we are. <laughs> so oh, those are my amazing. cons. Who wants to go next?
2: Um totally have any
0: totally agree levitt
2: i mean i agree i agree with the bruce wayne scene um but other than that i don't really have a whole lot it's there's not a lot that i had i didn't really have a lot of problems with this movie i think the problems that people find in this movie are just their interpretation of it Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not something I really had issues with. so
0: You interpreted it
2: perfectly, is what you're saying? No, I'm not going to say interpreted it <laughs> perfectly. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and overanalyze the hell out of it. I think after what Paul said 20, 30 minutes ago, I'm like, yeah, that really opens up my mind to re-looking at this movie. Yeah, and that's that cool. was, what, that was so deep. Yeah
1: so yeah. deep is it even arthur if nothing's reliable nothing is fucking reliable it all goes back yeah, to well, like f- when you say that it takes the ending scene and you're like hmm who the hell's that guy yeah i hey. was actually when i heard about in like film i think in a like, film class about the idea of like unreliable narrator and i was like fuck that's mind blowing cuz there's like so many levels to that like if you can't trust somebody you can't trust fucking anything they say so yeah. like you can go on this entire journey with somebody and it doesn't happen. You're like, well that sucked. But like, maybe it did. Because they're so unreliable that they maybe went back around and became reliable. You know, it's like yeah. fuck That's <laughs> oh, a whole paradox, you know. It all go goes it. back
0: to Fight Club,
1: man. Yeah. This Damn. movie is a super paradox in that regard. So I I like I,
2: and I really like that aspect of this. So it's really hard for me to say I had problems with a lot of stuff. Um I'm really trying to think here and dig deep, but
0: I, I already scraped the barrel <laughs> just to, to get those two. Like, what stuff...
1: Like, were there things, like, characters that just, other than Alfred, <laughs> that seemed kind of wasted? No. Not really. No, team.
0: No?
3: Nope.
1: I mean, like, if anything...
2: But I think it also... You also had to play it... Like, the scene that he has with his boss in the very beginning, when his boss is just kind of going off on him, for me... I see that conversation as oh this easily could have been this this and this but then again you have to get into his mind and see how he mentally handles certain things and what he thinks through and he can't process it the same way as a normal person yeah, yeah. the way so, that so those way- are things that that's how I think through this movie of I can't sit here and say I don't I have a problem with it because I have to view it through the lens of the main character, yeah, the way what, that he and i is—I'm not. Uh, I don't think on that level, or I'm not. You're not compartmentalizing uh, the way yeah. that he is, and so like, when you look at it from through that lens, it really puts into perspective a lot of stuff. Um, so I really don't really have any cons.
0: No cons outside
2: of. Really outside of that one scene, yeah. like the the Bruce Wayne scene, that's really kind of the
1: only. thing. It's a I, tough one. It's yeah. a toughie. Yeah. For me, it was it wasn't so much like specifics like that scene. I agree with as well as to you. To me, it was two things that kind of irked me about it. One of them was there was once I got used to the Joker and had enough time with that one, or had finally got to that one, I felt like the movie was almost over, and I was like pissed because I wanted more time spent on that version and things he was doing. I get why they did it the way they did it, but I also think that it's a little weird. I don't know how to say it. Like, I mean, they spent a lot of time making it realistic, and then, like, the timeline for experiencing his experiences in the beginning, first act, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. are a little rough because it's like, is he, uh, what the hell... it's too much time on like side things or him experiencing things in the beginning without any, any changes yet. Right. Like we're learning about who he is and how he reacts to a lot of everyday situations. But that's, I feel like it's every situation for a while. And then eventually we see his turn. So there's Mm -hmm. a chunk of like, who is he establishing who he is? And you're like, all right, this is guy. Cool. What, how is he Joker? And then, Eventually, like, oh, now I see always he's Joker. Then you're like, oh, he's Joker! Yay! Oh, it's over. You mm-hmm. know, like... And then, my other con, similar, is we get too little time in the insane asylum. Like... Like,
2: it well, parallels
1: think- that scene where he's talking to his original person. Like, mm-hmm. ca- counselor, if you will. And then it applies... I don't know if it's... Like, that version is the same thing. It's the same person. It's just different lady. But, like... Is he ever having this real world version of the counselor, or is it all just in his head at the yeah. bright ass white asylum? And if it is, we get some of that, but it's brief. And then he's running around in slow mo at the end, and you're like, "Oh, cool!" Well, and I think Can't wait for the sequel. But like, I will say, I wanted I, some more of that stuff. I was
0: about to say, I think that's the genius part of the way that they did it. It's like they forced the hand of DC to be like, "Do you?" Really want to know what we were thinking? Because if you do, we got to have a sequel.
1: Well, that was the problem. He went into this thing saying there's not going to be other movies. Right, right. The fact that they are having a sequel is kind of annoying because that dickhead went into this going, it's a one off, just a story about a Joker guy called Joker. It's not that Joker. In this circumstance, it
2: makes me feel like sequels are, a lot of times, sequels are money grabs. And I feel like this is one of those. They're like, we can make money off of this.
1: Yeah, it I'm, definitely a hundred percent is that. Where to me, if they put more of, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, it leans in more of the sequel grab than it does of the standalone grab of wanting because, to
2: further the story. Right,
1: because they leave you with a billion fucking questions. But like, you don't do that with a movie that you're just gonna walk away from.
0: Yeah, it's one of those that very well could stand entirely alone. And have a vague ending, just like Fight Club, just like Inception. It doesn't
1: feel like that at all to me, though.
0: But the fact that we know that there's a sequel coming, you know, it changes that. Like, I think on my first watch, I didn't think that I was not thinking they were going to do a sequel at all. Right.
1: But that's the part that pisses me off, right? You can't write an iconic villain, super villain as a standalone movie and not introduce your hero, not introduce any other side characters that are related to the DC universe and, and attach it to that universe that's currently trying to find its fucking footing right next door to you. Like, that's the problem. If this film we released at a time where DC had bombed and it's been six years and they're like, let's try to start this shit over and they try to reboot by making a solo uh, Joker, fuck it, I'm on board. And if they're like, you know, we'll see if it works and we'll do a one-off because that's what they did with, the Bat- with Batman 89 right? They were kind of like, we're going to make a trilogy, but they weren't even sure if it was going to work at all. The first one, it was just mm-hmm. like star Wars. Like they made it star Wars. And then later on, they're like, ah, it's episode four. Ha ha. ha. But you're like, it's a trilogy, but a 90 G and it's like, <laughs> initially they're like, this is a bunch of space wizards fighting with laser swords. No one gives a shit about this, <laughs> you know? And they were sharing the script around. Like it wasn't a big fucking deal, but that was the thing. Like, is it, they were, Todd built this and advertised it as a standalone, artsy interpretation of joker without any connections to the dc proper mm-hmm. and if it eventually does something who gives a shit but it's not gonna have a sequel batman ain't gonna be in it go fuck yourself like he was just all like that and i'm okay with that if that's what it actually is but my problem is the end is the asylum retconning the entire fucking film potentially leaving it up to the audience to go who, what do we know who whatever it is and it's like i don't want to think about that i want it to be connected if it's going to be this fucking good and if you're not going to make it connected, don't give me a fucking sequel teaser trailer at the end. <laughs> don't let him run around with bloody footprints and fucking being chased by dudes. That's but an I don't, entire I don't scene think that necessarily, I want to fucking see, you know? I don't think that's necessarily a problem.
2: I think that's what that's why I do like this because it. I feel like we've gotten to a point in our world or in our society where... People don't want to think about things. They want to be explicitly told, this is how things are. This is how things end. I agree and,
1: with you on that. I just don't uh, – I don't put but, myself in that camp of – I I'm don't just want saying, to.
2: But I'm just saying that's what our culture is now where like if there's a movie where people have to think for like 10 minutes, people automatically hate it.
1: Yeah.
2: And – Except for like, like, all movies. Like that's why – well, <laughs> but that's the problem – people either love Nolan movies or they hate him.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. the reason Tenet is one of those that people are like, I freaking hate it. Because you have to
1: use your freaking brain and think. Yeah. Well, it's and, either, you, and nothing is out Either hard. I have to think for 10 minutes or I have to think for a lot of fucking minutes. Oh, you've got
2: to think for I a lot to, of 10 minutes. I have to I wanna, go to
1: college and study yeah. you a major on Tenet to understand But
2: <laughs> i got to think, I'm just, I gotta I gotta think gotta,
1: for 10 minutes then 10 minutes backwards.
0: That's
2: <laughs> what I'm saying. Tenet? <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a little bit extreme. But, with this, you actually kind of have to think a little bit and you have to have like an opinion for yourself and and i think that's why i think it's cool because you get to ask yourself these questions and you don't necessarily get an answer with it and i yeah. think that's okay i think it's fun when movies leave you wondering what if or right like inception how it ends you're like well, can't you just tell me? No, that's the beauty of that because we're not going to tell you. We're just going to leave you wanting Right, Right. And we're okay with that. The,
1: the argument I have against that is I will give you that for like American Psycho or, or even Inception, right? Where I don't have a basis for this, these characters. I don't have a basis for this story. I don't have a, other characters that could be here that are missing. You know what I mean? Like Tenet for me – And Inception and all these other films. It's their own story. they're They're their own story within their story. Would I like to see more of those stories? Of course I would. But do I have a comic book history going back to the fucking 40s about this character? No, I don't. So I have no comparison to go, well, this is what he could be going and these are the things I want to see on film. And we've already had this establishment of Batman being at least three films per outing, right? Or several or whatever the hell DCU is doing. But the idea of like... You can't have a Joker without Batman. And Bat- like That's in our psyche, right? Like Joker and Batman are yin to the yang. You've got to be there with each other at some, at some point. And having a standalone without Batman isn't... It's just it, You feel like there's a piece missing of that story. Now, do I want to see it in a sequel? Probably. Sure. Do I, do I not need it? Well, only if this is definitively not a Joker I need to give a shit about. And I can just see it as for what it is. That's fine. I can do that mm-hmm. too. But I'm not sure what the fuck is happening right now because now Harley Quinn's in it. Right? Harley yeah, but Quinn is but a separate the character that doesn't if, exist in any other zeitgeist but the cartoons and the Suicide Squad movies. If we were to have this
2: conversation, like when we originally had this conversation, we probably wouldn't have a lot of this information. But I think right. that's that's the point. That's what this of, is, a revi- like, revisit of but it. I don't think I don't think it's right to... And maybe I'm thinking too much into this. I don't feel like it's right to sit here and say, like, this is a problem with the movie when...
1: Well it's a problem for me. It's a con for me. It's my own per pers- perspective. And I'm and I'm just it doesn't have to and be I'm just combating that
2: because I feel like combating that. <laughs> You're gonna fucking lose though. Bring it. <laughs> um, but I think it's also just an aspect of like defending the film the way it was created of like, mm-hmm. well, it, that's like it,
1: what, deciding like, whether or not the that purpose, is sequel bait or not at the, the end. This movie a wasn't bait made, the end?
2: This movie wasn't made to say like Hey, we're gonna make Batman man, Batman fans like Batman, man. want to come and see this movie and be excited because you're gonna see all this Batman related stuff. That wasn't the point of this.
1: Was it the point of it? Was we're gonna go for the Joker fans? Oh yeah, I mean that's hundred percent a thing. I'm not. Dude, I'm not saying. I'm being sarcastic and being realistic. Like. There's a, there's a niche fan of Joker fans that were like, who gives a shit about Batman? He's boring. I've, I want to see what the fuck Joker does and where say, he comes from and what his, what of his versions is. And if that is the case, home run, right? Yeah. I mean, so yes,
0: yeah. I, I was about to say, I've tweeted about Batman. I've tweeted about Joker and the ones that get the most like traction are about Joker. Like Because those are the people that are like...
1: Has Batman won an Oscar? No, he hasn't. Has Joker? (laughs) Twice. So we'll be real about that. (laughs) Like, I mean, (laughs) fucking A. Mic drop. But, but, that being said... I still think that Heath Ledger's Joker was so successful because he had a Batman to bounce off of. And his Joker specifically discussed that on film. Multiple times throughout the film. I can't kill you. What would I do without you? And at the Mm -hmm. end of it, we're going to do this forever. And... But there's that, a reason why right? a
2: Batman movie Joker one supporting actor where just a Joker film outside of Batman one best actor.
1: Well, it's, that's just definition of character, right? Like, <laughs> he is a supporting actor in this film because he's a, not in all the trilogies. Batman is the main character. Dark Knight is the name of the movie, Mark, Mark I get it. it. But it was Batman and Joker, maybe there would be an argument to say they're both lead characters and then he should have won Best Actor. I honestly think he should have won Best Actor for fucking sake. What the fuck? Why is that Beck supporting character?
2: I mean, uh, I'm, not, it I'm was, not disagreeing with you there. It was, a big, <laughs> it was a baby step in the right direction, though, right? Like, yeah. like
1: finally, well, a superhero film gets its due as far as acting quality and storyline and storytelling. Yeah, it's, And then at, it's, at the end of the day, these are stories we're being told by directors and writers, right? And but my problem is, I just still can't separate my brain from the idea that Todd told everybody and planned this whole thing. And again, this might be super meta going to my other theory of like, well, if it's an unreliable narrator, maybe fucking Todd's an unreliable narrator. And he's saying, this is a standalone movie. It's got nothing to do with Batman. And then sure enough, here the fuck is Lady Gaga and Batman's coming in the sideways. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's got all this shit planned. He's got a fucking four movie thing planned over a decade. Maybe he's gonna do something else no
2: I mean I I feel like it's one of those things that could easily be and this is what a lot of a lot of Hollywood is you could go into this having a plan this is a standalone thing you're not doing anything else and then somebody approaches you with here's a frick ton of money let's do it and you're like I'm a human being money's nice why not I can screw everything up now. Right. I remember seeing. I remember seeing an interview. Just get Joel
1: Schumacher to do it. Yeah. You can't anymore. (laughs) No. Um, But who's our (laughs) generation's Joel Schumacher? Who's that that guy? I
0: I can (laughs) see where they made this movie. They did everything they wanted to do, and then it made a billion dollars. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, Todd, can you? Do anything. And his interview after that was like, I don't really care that it made a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, I'm very proud of it. And I know that people want to see me do more of this. And so he was like, so if I do come up with an idea, I'll go for it. But he left it just the same as this movie. He left it vague enough where he was like, if everything falls perfectly and I come up with this idea that's perfect and i present it to joaquin and joaquin's yeah. like i'm in then and only then will we do it yeah and lucky for us
1: it happened so yeah. we're gonna get it lucky for us joaquin went to a gaga concert backstage and they hung out and that was a film so yeah probably she's like i'll do it as long as it's a musical And he's like what i mean <laughs> the first one was kind of a musical but it was he's the most like awkward shit i you've ever seen. did
0: play johnny cash so i could I got this. I got it. We'll get and it. And Jock jams on the stairs. So we'll be cool. <laughs> if Space Jam is in the movie, he's winning another Oscar. Another first. Sure.
1: Rack it up. She'll get one too. She's on. All right. She's on that page too. So
0: that pretty much covers our final category that we usually
1: do about the sequel,
0: <laughs> preboot, reboot. So we should probably at least talk about the beer
1: before we do the movies in the hat. Right? Wait, we we touched on that idea. Did we? We covered the idea of a sequel, preboot, reboot not directly i mean nah leave it alone We talked about whether this movie leave was... the freaking thing alone well not... let me ask you this i just want to do this real quick it's just a quick thing in this sequel that they are planning that's going to happen it's been announced what do you think the plot will be let's think of that uh, i'm not even gonna
2: think about that i'm, I'm gonna, gonna say, i like it like i'm gonna looking say this at this film and thinking hmm what are they gonna do like i don't i literally have no freaking idea I'm going to say,
0: I'm going to say, go on to youtube.com, search for new rock stars, Joker 2 trailer breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with whatever Eric Voss says. First
1: of all, he did put one out and all it was was fucking silhouettes. That motherfucker put out an entire video on two character silhouettes and some audio. Eric is my hero. I'm just going to put that out there, reiterate it again. How the fuck did you fill 10 whatever minutes it was on that? He's the beast. He's yeah, the best. it's like, but. 12 minutes. <laughs> it's something crazy, right? It's like, he's insane, but also a genius. Either way, though, I can't, like I said before, like, uh, Harley's a very unique Batman Rogue Scarlet character, right? Like, she was created at a time that doesn't go back to the 40s, right? But we all have a. She's in the ether now because she's the only. Like, she's the best character to have gone from two Suicide Squad films, one that was negating the previous one, but she is even better in round two, Mm -hmm. arguably. And on top of that, the cartoon character is iconic, Mm -hmm. right? And that's her origin is in the cartoon, not the fucking comics. Now, there's comics afterwards, right? There's tons of stuff now. There's a lot of stuff and origins there, but... The idea of Joker being in the insane asylum having already had a long-standing relationship with Batman is the tougher part I have to deal with this specific situation unless they do a significant time jump where they meet up as Joker's going back into the asylum at some point, right? Which would make sense if they did a time jump, but also what? I don't even know. So I'm just putting that out there that like I would be irritated had they keep Batman out of round two mm-hmm. and Joker's relationship with Batman. That doesn't establish his, doesn't influence his relationship with Harley. Yeah. You Cause know what I
0: mean? Harley is fully created based off of her conversations with a Joker that has that backstory of him and Batman. Correct. Yeah. You know, I can see that,
1: and but becomes a villain with how right against Batman,
0: but with how well, todd phillips did at adapting this movie
1: but but ian
2: i'm interested thinking back before it even came out that they're doing a sequel was there a need for a prequel sequel or reboot and i personally would say no there's not a need yeah there wasn't a need for this movie i
1: would say there's a want yeah, maybe there's one, but I I would not I, would, I say, would say if they never made it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Because it's
2: great on its own. But I exactly. I feel like this but, film doesn't need anything else to make it but,
1: great. but, yeah. Do I want to see the version of, of Batman go against this you know, Joaquin Phoenix Joker? Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yes I do. Mm-hmm. And God yeah. Do I want to see what he's capable of doing in Gotham within the context of this realism? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, I yeah. Do. And is that the basis of my want for a sequel in future films? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, yeah. So, that being said, the. If Robert Batman Pattinson that was shows up
2: in this freaking movie, will I pee in my
1: pants? Literally? Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm actually about to go put a diaper on just in case right now. For the next four years. <laughs> I I'll will wear it. intentionally <laughs> soil myself on purpose. <laughs> but for the next point, <laughs> four years. As much as we combated about it, I do agree with you. Like, I'm okay with it being what it is. Because it was so good on its own, and it does feel like every I've seen it multiple, multiple times, and every time I get the same fucking like slightly uncomfortable because that's where I'm supposed to be as a viewer in this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not supposed to relate to him. I'm not supposed to go, man. I wish he had done this because I would have done this differently. I would have killed that guy first, you know. Like (laughs) just like when you're it's and this is why I'm really glad we picked this film right after uh, American Psycho.
2: I do remember one of my cons.
1: What? The fact that
2: that mother effer does not miss a single freaking shot on the (laughs) damn train or when the guy's running. Well,
1: wait. Wasn't there a uh, debate about bullets? Like he actually fires seven rounds for a six-round gun?
2: Uh, I think some of those. And so I did count. I'm pretty sure some of those those guns
1: do do eight rounds. Do do. Dude, dude. Eight round, Like, it is
2: an eight-round well, I mean, gun you, as well. I you've seen
1: the gun in the film. He drops it twice, and he has it in his hand playing with it. I'm pretty sure there's only six barrels in it when I counted earlier in the film. Uh,
2: hey. If you can count the amount of chambers with the amount of times that you saw it drop, that's impressive, because hey. I don't... Unreliable narrator. Can. Well,
1: it's not a magazine, right? Is <laughs> is it six? Six? No, seven? But, seven? but if you think seven
2: about nine. it, if he shoots seven rounds in the train scene, and he shoots one in the wall, that's eight bullets.
1: Yeah, but it, that was a while between the two. It wasn't the same day. I'm I just saying,
2: it. I <laughs> like I know guns somewhat decently, um, and I'm familiar with them uh, know, to some, know like yeah. It's that assumed is not, that there be like, six bullets, that,
1: but there aren't. Cause that caliber
2: of a bullet yeah. is not a big bullet that. It can it can have a chamber of eight rounds. So in generally other words, the six rounders Right. But you'd for, still
1: be able to see them on the ground. You'd see one, two opposite blocked off, and then the other two the other two would be available or three if you know what I mean? Like you could see them from the side. What do you mean, no?
2: No, the way the way a cylindrical chain like a magazine is, like, you just see a cylinder from
1: the side. Like, it doesn't when like the gun pointed forward on the floor, you could see the 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 holes facing it when he drops it in the hospital i'm talking about that scene maybe that but i'll revisit it if you I'm paused sure. it
2: to look at that that's in that's impressive because yeah i don't think it is not on the ground and in scene for long enough for you to sit here and say like, hmm, it's like, it's like that at the clearly camera. has six chambers or and he's eight holding
1: chambers. it in several occasions in view of the camera but like but it, i'll rewatch he's it from constantly perspective moving the thing Either way, so what was your... You were saying that his accuracy is the problem? His a- The fact that he doesn't miss anything.
2: Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I've shot guns. I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to hit seven freaking shots when I'm on a train <laughs> with... I'm on a... First of all, I'm on cool. the ground, and I'm getting kicked, and then I just turn and shoot a guy right in the head. Yeah. And I mean, then I... Barely look at the next range,
1: but the one there he shoots the guy on the run at the front of the yeah, stairs... Well,
2: I shoot the that's next some, guy twice some, in the chest, and then I happen to just turn and shoot the guy in the back of the leg. Yeah.
1: Like that shit was some. And, and then he's hurting, running. Wanted ass shit right there. he's, he's running. A,
2: he's a good distance away. Yeah. While he's walking. Yeah. And just hits him two two more times, and then obviously the last shot, like or the last couple of shots, you're not gonna miss those. Yeah. But yeah. Still. Right. There, I have a con. But hey, again, anyways. Uh, Maybe that's his superpower. An unrivaled narrator telling
1: the story, and he's not, clearly not proficient arms dealer type level skill, knowledge of weapons. He just got given one in a bag by a friend and was like, how do I use this fucking thing? Oh, I shot a hole in my wall. Yeah, he shoots <laughs> a hole in my wall
2: and then proceeds to not miss seven
1: shots in a row. Right. Well, they also, we didn't see him reload, but he shot fucking Murray, like what, four times or whatever the fuck he did?
0: Yeah. He shoots them once in and the head just and then at least two or three in the chest.
1: Yeah. So, like, the idea of the amount of bullets, the accuracy is so fucking...
0: It's like a video game. Right. It's fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Perfect. What was I even saying? The, uh, oh, the Oh, the reason I wanted to... I connected it to American Psycho. Um, well, been, why I liked watching it is because it's, it's a hard film to watch. It's different in a way where it's like, I think... Bateman is so over the top that is incredibly unrelatable he's so far away from like what an average person would experience Mm -hmm. the not you know the separation from Wall Street none of us I mean only a handful of people that are Wall Street fans and the fucked up part was I don't know if you saw that interview where he did talk to GQ about it and he did ask Wall Street dudes about the character and they all liked him and he was like haha you mean like 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 it's funny like you don't you don't like really relate he's like why not they're like they relate to him on the level that that's how they are too. Like, that was... That's the takeaway Christian had. He's like, holy shit. Like, the reason he liked the character is because him and the director had a dark sense of humor that matched up so they could go push the character as far as the book is. And he said he read the book all the time and tried to be as close to it as he could. But Mm -hmm. the idea of, like, she was laughing at stuff that most people wouldn't laugh at and that he would laugh at. So, like, all right, we're going to be good at this film together. That's why they connected. But, like... he still recognized it as like, it's so obscene and crazy town that it's funny. Not, nobody can really be like this. And this fucking Wall Street Bros are like, yeah, man, that was so dead accurate. Like, that's like, I felt like I was watching me up there. It's like, get the fuck out of here, you psychopath. But the rest of us had a hard time watching it because it was over the top and comic. It was just, it was weird and awkward and gross and insane and unreliably narrated as well. But this just feels... Different in a way, like darker and potentially closer to what you could experience as a regular person, yeah. disappear into the the nothingness of society. And to wrap up you know?
0: this category, like Ryan was saying, we didn't need a prequel to the Joker character. I think some people no, wanted no, it. This is
1: the prequel, I would say, if there was a story of him.
0: Yeah, this is a prequel. Like, some. People probably would have wanted it, and I definitely was interested in it. We were all interested in this it. This is like more um, origin
1: than we get from films. Usually you get like a you know, crosshairs over a face during an open credit scene. But this is <laughs> this isn't a side quest for Joker. This is an origin. <laughs> <laughs> I was to put that out there a for that. a <laughs> high five. I literally uh,
2: was like, I could keep this going, or I could just remain silent, and I'm just gonna but, remain silent.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: it wasn't the incredible Joker. It was just Joker. True.
1: Um, True. True. It was (laughs) watching Fixed out of Norton, so we're good. We're good.
0: (laughs) 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 But yeah, and then a sequel to this is going to be interesting. I'm I'm intrigued because this movie was so good.
1: I am not mad that I get more. I'm just nervous because it was so fucking good. Yeah. That's like me. I'm like, how? I mean, i watched The a so star it, and I'll give Gaga some credit. She can act a little bit. Like, she's pretty good. She's got some experience. She's not an idiot and she's not afraid to do weird, crazy shit. So, she's got that going for her. So, I mean, this is kind of in a rear house. You know, if they make it a, a musical and she gets to sing, then more power to her. Yeah. To I'm like, but I'm just trying to figure out where all that fits into the zeitgeist of Batman and Robin and, and Joker and, yeah, and all these people. I'm, I'm not
0: mad. That we're getting a sequel to this movie because this movie is so good. Yeah. But I am confused about where this movie fits and where a sequel to this movie will fit. Yeah. So
1: I mean, to be fair, we'll sure, they left in the fucking asylum, so that's where they meet. So it's yeah. pretty pretty direct. But now, is it a time jump or a direct link? Yeah. That's another question.
0: How it will fit into the rest of the DC yeah. universe if they decide to make it fit. That's, right. that's where I'm struggling. Yeah. But Thank I'm you. intrigued, and I'm somewhat excited to see where they go. Fair enough. So, before we see where we go on our next movie, should we oh, break down our beer really, real quick? Uh, really smooth. Thank
1: Thank you. Excellent yeah, segue. On. Success. I've had about. I call it a win. <laughs> I've had
0: about four to five months. Uh, You've been running that across the mirror.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Before we find out where we go, where we go, where we go? <laughs> what about guys? Where are we going?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul's like, I'll play the other seven characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But now uh, we have a creature comforts hazy IPA. Yeah, Galactic Space Circus.
1: Yes, delicious. circus. There's a there's a connection.
0: Yep, done. we all we all wow. know where circus, the connection done. is on this one. Circus, Joker, clown. Yeah, I
2: feel like this would have been a better um. No, I I mean, know, Thor Love and Thunder beer.
0: I think that's when I bought
2: it. I think
1: that is. <laughs> is but... Thor Love and Thunder or Thor Ragnarok is of... both because because I mean Jeff Goldblum by himself is a circus. They so. are both
2: galactic. Space circuses.: hot, hot, It would have
1: been circuses. <laughs> circuses.: There was screaming goats in that one, though, you're right. Screaming goats is very circus.
0: <laughs> very ah. is Andy Is Andy's circus in either of
1: those?: Probably. Uh, I mean, he probably mocapped the goats, maybe. I don't know.: Oh 100 percent. <laughs> I know that Tycho voiced the goats because that's his fucking bag. 100%. So just to get off topic.
2: Um, because I've been in this Lord of the Rings mood, I've been watching literally everything Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and I watched, I rewatched the um, like the COVID recap, like the group, the cast get back together, yeah. And the fact that they ask Andy Serkis stuff about him and his green mocap suit, and then the final person to come on and ask questions is Taika Waititi. Yeah, and he's asking. He's asking just random questions about Lord of the Rings stuff. And I'm like, this is making my life very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Taika is asking the Lord of the Rings cast trivia about Lord of the Rings. This is amazing. It's just this is <laughs> incredible.
1: Man. But, anyways, sorry. Back to the topic. beer. <laughs> Worth it. Space what, what do you
2: guys think? Oh, Galactic it's a, it's a fantastic. It's good. I like
1: great. Him. I'm a fan. It's creature right. comforts. Why so,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's creature comforts can do. It tastes very. No raw.
1: It does taste like in the in the like a it's like a close cousin to trop though. Very orangey.
0: It's like the grapefruit cousin. It trop. is.
1: It is much
2: juicier, less yeah. bitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> much more of a juice.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna go over there. I'm Not going. <laughs> The joke yeah. about the buffalo dick, the joke juicy beers. double, juicy Devils the juicy, juicy devil. Not gonna do it. Not doing no, it. No, it's, it's juicy.
0: <laughs> it's juicy. It's hazy.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a nice. I can't, I can't see through it at all. It's hazy.
2: It's a nice. Yeah, this is the oh. bit where Paul and I start saying it literally tastes like Sunny D, and it <laughs> goes, "What the hell are you talking about?" Just and then he like takes one cactus. more tip and he goes, "Oh, I found it." Yeah. Just
1: a goddamn hint of orange and then <laughs> right at the end. That happened one time. And we'll never let you forget that one time. And I admitted it. <laughs> it was on the air, it's recorded, but oh. also many times after, when we mocked you, many other times. Because <laughs> that was always fun.
0: But no, it's It's really good, especially on draft, if you ever get it on draft. Like yeah. <sighs> it's those uh, juicy flavors are just enhanced. and nice. yeah. I want to say I got it on draft and then I was like, oh shit, I gotta go find this beer. <laughs>
2: and I went and bought it and it's been sitting in the fridge waiting for us to think pull I've, it out. I think I have bought this probably like four or five times to have it in my own home. So yeah. I'm a like, I've I've always been a big is fan. Is it one of
1: those beers that like you were saying the draft is good is it how much different cuz I one of my biggest letdowns is when you have a dope draft beer and you're like I'm going to find this and you're like come out of a can and you're like not even fucking close what the shit is this crap? It's not it's a, like, they're getting better at that lately but
0: Yeah. It it's not
1: drastically letdown. different
0: but it definitely is enhanced. Kind of like when you're making a sauce or an ice cream and yeah, you're go. really close on the flavor. Yeah. And you're like, that's practically perfect. And then you add just a pinch of salt. Yep. And it eh, all those missing. flavors just
2: bloom so out. Listener so add salt to my can. This hurt. is this is nothing for you to relate to. This is just between Witt <laughs> <laughs> and Paul, so you can just go back and <laughs> I mean, say there's a kitchen it's now. okay if none of this makes sense. You, you
1: can you can see this in real time if you want. <laughs> go make some sauce and add a salt to it, Ryan. <laughs> but but Yeah, yeah it, Tasty. <laughs>
0: it's like that where it's like uh You already have all these flavors, but it's just a a hair or one layer just elevates when it's on a draft. I don't know what it is that makes it so different with beers like that, but draft versus can, you can always tell. And then can versus bottle, you can sometimes tell. Yeah.
1: Um, There's only a handful of beers that I've had to go the opposite, going, yeah, better in a can. Like, it's only like there's a couple out there that exist. Uh, it's not Venus. I mean, That's hey, not one. Sometimes <laughs>
0: sometimes you just don't need the sequel, right? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> you go. Anyway. Hey, well, speaking of segues. <laughs> What's next? A brick wall into the wall. Give me that hat. But yeah.
0: So before we do the hat, uh, Galactic Give Space Circus. Give it to me now. It's worth Give it. trying. What are you going to pick?
1: Yeah. Oh, you have to pick. Yeah. I forget. You're the one who always yeah. picks. Ryan yeah. always picks out of the hat. I'm cursed. I feel like you should. At this point, it should have gone, hey, maybe someone else picks my shit out of the hat. but You put shit in my hat? <laughs> I took a giant dump in your hat. That's what I was trying to get at. <sighs> place for the love of God. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Fuck yes!
2: <laughs> is it actually is your it, handwriting? Is it, it is actually my handwriting. It?
1: Oh, it's we your handwriting. It. Holy hells. We <laughs> oh, have damn. done it. I mean, hold on. Before you pick yours, because I know what yours is. What's the one that Witt redded?
0: It's written in blue.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to see which one. It- okay. Okay. Wait, how the fuck did you get there?
0: So we were talking about like the scene where he's like watching his TV. And one of my favorite cameos in this movie is Justin Theroux. So I
1: right. picked Zoolander. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Ooh. I always, every time, this time and last, time, I forgot about his fucking comedy cameo. Yeah. Because he's not... Like, the part about that that kills me is that he's not a fucking stand-up, and there's so many... Like, there's another guy in it, right? There's another... Like, the guy, Gary Gelman, I think, is the comedian that goes on before him on the... In the comedy uh, club. You're talking about yeah. the one that goes on before a Murray show, right? Yeah, but, he's... Like, in this movie. Or the one that's he's... on the show that he sees him and he wants to be him.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. reenacting him right. meeting Murray.
1: But, like, there's a. Bi- I mean, Mark Maron plays his fucking assistant who is a god comedy comedian. And that motherfucker doesn't even play a comedian. Like, there's comedians in this film not playing comedians. And then Justin Theroux just. I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah. Fuck it. So I picked. So interesting.
0: Zoolander time. as my ultimate bonus one.
1: Yeah. You check that son of a bitch in there. Shook yep. the table and we spilled their beers just for Zoolander. Just for Zoolander.
2: But I can dig that. But it's one of my favorite comedies. But, but that is not what we are doing. We are doing um, probably if I were to give you a top five of my favorite movies of all time, it's a this pretty, movie would be there.
1: It's a pretty high pick. It's a pretty high i would put it I'd, as the fifth of all time for me, but i would put it as can i guess because no. i know top, top no.
2: tier no i oh, can't tier, guess yet
1: can't even hit. um
2: i will give you the connection and then you can guess i know the connection <laughs> who's the connection
0: the connection is the guy in the uh asylum that gives the papers yeah to arthur yeah and he Thierry plays yeah. mr davis and enter the spider verse yeah that is correct that dude, is crazy. Dude, he didn't put that at
1: his first film. He does audio, and they didn't put Eternals. <laughs> when,
0: when Ryan said my top five, I was like, well, it's at not IMDb, Ragnarok.
1: It's first one that pops <laughs> it's up. It's not
0: Ragnarok or Lord of the Rings. What and is I was it?
1: like, and it's, yeah, and it's not. <laughs> well, there's three Lord of the Rings films. So that's like, fuck. It's pretty. It might as well be. Like, here's those my count top as one five. film. So it's really I the mean, top three. It,
2: it basically is going to be The Fellowship, The Return of the King,
1: Spider-Verse!
2: <gasps> two towers. Two towers.
1: What? Yes. Hey. It's look. He thrown both of the towers? Two towers is so really good. But the, there's two the, towers in it! The Spider-Verse is that good. Saruman's a total dick! It also dies off camera. What the fuck? <laughs> it depends well, on which camera. Well, yeah, which about. one you watch. The theatrical version he was very nah. pissed about.
0: <laughs> okay, so So <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. What were the uh we finally but, made it here. We finally made it, and it's one of Brian's picks. But what were the uh, other ones that we didn't pick? Like what? what all, y'all well, I also only picked only it away. That... Well, when
2: when I said twice, that to
1: Paul, I picked it once. He saw three... it. It was like I have to put that down. Yeah, I just felt <laughs> obligated. And what was the other one you picked? Was uh, I, I picked
0: uh, Gladiator, which and I old school
1: definitely thought of because Joaquin is phenomenally creepy in that film. And then old school. Why do we pick old school? Todd Phillips. Yeah, mm. I get, I get. It's, it was it's between a, it's old a school, total redirection,
0: Hangover, or Starskin Hutch when I was thinking of them putting because the I was drug, do like, do
1: it, do it. Yeah. But if
0: you do Hangover, you have to do three movies. So.
1: Well, I'm the only one who committed to putting the Batman in there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, i had to give him a shot.
0: But yeah, so into the Spider Verse. It might be like a three-hour episode. It's That's a good, a um,
1: it's a solid one. one, man. There's so many cool directions.
2: Buckle up, kids. We're going to get the timers like, out.
1: You know what's weird about this film? Like, like you put in your top five. In my part of my brain, until I watch it again, like pushes it back, and then brings it up every time I watch it again. And then you just watch because, it Just because, like, like, gosh dang, dude, it's just it, it's just because like all of the things. I think it's part of it because when I remember it, I think of the chaotic nature of the way it's portrayed. Like it's just I think of all the movement and all the like the 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 Junk, like the the, the jarring uh, animation between when like the all the all the universe multiverses crossover and the colors and all that stuff kind of like pop in your brain and sit there, but like mm-hmm. when you watch it again, you're like fucking characters. This the the goddamn voice work alone is a rogues gallery of my favorite fucking dude. Actors the soundtrack
2: the is probably one of the best friggin' soundtracks and the in the movie that, history.
1: The idea that they put in fucking two different. Peter Parker's. They put a Peter B. Parker in there. So, like, Chris Pine is dope. Like, he is awesome. Then they kill him. And then you're like, what the fuck? And then you got Jake in there. Jake Johnson and He's amazing. He's the perfect, like, mentor look. Oh, so good. And
2: I still can't, like, I, it rates so high to me because I sent an email to Jake Johnson about um, how much RJ is a massive... Into the Spider Verse fan, yeah, and and I think I've seen this movie more than any other movie in history for myself. But the fact that he sent back a freaking voice email, uh, like a voice memo, Just of incredible. I'm like, hey, mountaintop right there.
0: But Here. hey, we will Jigs. get Hilarious. into that. Huh. on the next
1: episode. That is a easy segue. He said into, like into the spider. Because this episode will become
0: seven hours <laughs> long if we keep talking about Into the Spider-Verse. It's only right. an hour and
1: 38. And, well, 10 seconds will be 39.
0: <laughs> 10. 9. I've been with... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so until then, this has been really fun. Yeah. Even nine. though it's a very dark movie.
1: Yeah. It's so, been a fun uh, but also it's a fun conversation, let's put it that way. Yeah. And it's been fun to be back. Feels like we were riding a bike just now. Right, Brian? It's been a while, <laughs> but we got right back into it. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> he he fell off. he fell off. We fell off. But the no, bike. This
0: will be fun to do uh, a more fun movie, I guess you should say. Yeah. So fun movie. we'll see y'all next time into the Spider Verse. Into the
2: Spiderverse. Till then, I've been with paul i have been i will be and i am currently a guy named ryan it's out of order bye-bye now bye bye don't say it don't say
3: it